How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Let's go to the open line. Tony from Hunters Hill is on the line. How do the Socceroos, or how does football in Australia capitalise on the Socceroos' success, Tony? Well, Matty, I've seen this since 74 when three of my teammates went to the World Cup. We've been singing the same song and nothing seems to change. Um, unless the government pours a lot of money into our sport, uh, the FA and the players, they haven't got enough money to put into it at, at, a, at a junior level. Uh, consequently, you're going to have these high fees that stop a lot of good, young, talented players coming through the ranks. So, you know, when you're charging 2800 bucks after tax money to... To, you know, to get your, te- to your, your your kid playing for a soccer team, mate. There's just way too much when you've got two or three kids in the family. There. So no other sport does it. So what's the answer? I'll tell you what the answer is. And I've mentioned Christian Volpato to you before because I know the kid. Yeah. I coached him when he was about 10 a few times. Um, mate, before he went to Italy to try out for AS Roma, six months, listen to this, six months training six days a week, twice a day. Right? This is what this kid had to do to go yeah. overseas. We've got so many talented kids here. Just go out. We're not going to change anything here. So how about the parents of talented kids just get the kids to go and just train every day, practice every day. Sooner or later, you're going to get snapped up by someone, whether it's here or overseas. Don't leave it to the government or Football Federation Australia. What I, as a coach now, what I don't like is when I go around the grounds anywhere between, say, September till March, they're all empty. You go to Europe, you go to South America, Matty, they're packed. Kids kicking a ball all day. That's all they know how to do. Mm. They've got no other choice. You want to become a famous athlete? You go out there and do the hard work. Don't rely on the government. Don't rely on the A-League. You go out there and train, and sooner or later, just like Christian did, you go overseas and you get snapped up. And this year, good players are born. You've got to do the hard work yourself. The rest of it's never going to change, Matty. I mean, the Socceroos did us proud. They even surprised me, mate. I'm a, I'm a cynic from way back. But they did an excellent job. A couple of costly mistakes. And that's, that's part of life. But yep. to, to go up there and do it was fantastic. Why wouldn't you inspire all these other kids to go out there and train hard now? You know, put your devices away and all the other rubbish and get out there and train and you too can become a superstar. There's no problem. It's as simple as that. Hard training rewards. Nice message, mate. You're channeling Arnie there too. Put your phones away. Get off the social media. But, I mean, it's hard to argue with with hard work. Um, And it's, it's funny, you know, I find it really interesting because I don't know at grassroots level the issues and problems on, you know, the minutiae of, of all of this. But I, what I'm trying to find today is a way for football in Australia to capitalise on its biggest moment. Now's not the time, I don't think, to start looking at all your problems. I think now's the time to go, okay, we've got this opportunity. Let's make the most of it right now because it ain't going to last forever. People will say we've got to need, we, we need to push this for the next four years. It's not going to be there for the next four years, day in, day out. You've got to jump on it right now. We all know the world we live in. Click, blink and you miss it. It's gone. Jason from Blacktown, can you help us out on that? How do we capitalise? Well, I can. But I've just got one thing first, Matty. Was it Sharky that called up about the West Indies test and 
we win one test and we win the series? Yeah, the Frank Worrell Trophy belongs to us. Yeah. It could, we could have had rained out two tests and we still would have won it because we held it. So his point's mute. He needs to give himself an uppercut. <laughs> <laughs> That's just All a right. silly point. Anyway. What have you got for yeah. Okay. Look, with regards to the APL and the FA being different, the FA in Australia got the $19 million for that World Cup, like yes. we just did then. The APL doesn't get any of that. Now, That's they right. took over about 18 months ago. And they've got $160 million sitting in their bank that they've done nothing with except bring out Barcelona, Everton and Celtic. The problem also is that when we had qualifications and the A-League was still going, Melbourne City didn't even want to release players to qualify through the Asian thing that we had. So there really is a problem with the two groups, organisations that run the sport in this country. We got rid of the ethnicity out of the game, which had to happen because it was just turning people off. But the APL, since they've taken over, all they've done that I can say of note is they actually shut down a Wellington game to fans because the 500 tickets that were sold weren't to their liking, so they played a closed game. So when it's not going to be a problem that the A-League's going to solve. FA has to do a bit more with government help. And the APL, which is only now looking after itself and clubs, is yeah. not really interested in the game in Australia because if you look at Melbourne City, they're run by one of the biggest clubs in the world. They're not... Oh, the you just... Yeah, I, we got your point. You just you just dipped out a little bit there at the back end, but you, we got your point about Melbourne City, and and you're right. And I appreciate your text, mate. And I and I thank you for giving me the call on that as well, because I I do understand to an extent, like I said before, an extent about you know the divisions within the game and the history of the game, and I've certainly done enough reporting on it over many many years, three decades, in fact, to to know where it sort of stands now. And with the APLs, I mean, I, the APL and the 160 million dollars in the bank, I mean. Perhaps you get to a juncture in the road here where somehow these two are going to have to shake. They're going to have to hold hands. If it's going to be for the benefit of the game, then Football Australia has done its work with the Socceroos. How does that flow on to the A-Leagues? And how on earth do they manage to do that together? They're not going to hand over their 19 million bucks. I get that completely. But if there's 160 million in the bank, then you'd want to be doing something better with that. But my, my point around all that is, and take all the politics out of it if you can, which you can't, now's the time to sit at the table. Now's the time to, to double down and cash in, put all chips on the table. Because in an instant, we'll be talking about somebody else that won the World Cup and we'll be moving on and we'll be back into the A League um, uh, A-League competition as of this week. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it, mate. Good on you. Thanks for the call and for the info. Chris from Bankstown on the open line as well. Your thoughts, Chris? Yes, Matty. I just want to go from a different point of view. I don't believe throwing money at a problem, if you want to call it a problem, is, is the be-all and end-all. Uh, we've seen that in social circles, political circles. Um, I believe it's the mentality of the, um, the way we bring up uh, our kids in these uh, uh, competitions, be it rugby league or um, soccer. So, for example, um, they don't start actually playing for points or for grand final wins until they're 12. So we don't have that hunger and desire that, um, some, that some of these kids from other countries do who basically kick around barefoot and in rags. So we're taught winning doesn't matter and, and whatever until you're about 12 years old. By then, a lot of those kids have no structure or desire to want to keep playing the game. 
I've got a young boy, he's eight, he, he went through and believe me, he knew the scores and who won and who lost whatever game and then towards the end of the year he goes, are we playing semi-finals next week, Dad? And I said, no, mate, sorry, it's just the end of the year. So I've got to mm. pay for him to go into an academy and that way they do actually play against other um, academies for, for points and whatever. So I'll, I used to play at a reasonably high level myself at a state league level and I can tell you there's a lot of good players that were lost and then there ended up being these other players who we hadn't heard of or knocked around with and they're the ones that are playing NSL. So I think there's mm. an issue with the pathway there as well. Yeah, so another another issue on the table. Thank you, Chris, and thanks for explaining that. I mean, you know, where where does the desire and where does that spirit come from? Sure, for sure, that comes from the messages and and what they stood for over there, the Socceroos. Where does the competition factor on the pathway system come from? Well, if you're not playing for if you're not playing for anything at the at the early age, it's hard to get that competitive drive, isn't it? And if you can't play semi-final, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So greater problems underneath the depth. I think I'll go back to it. I think today is the day and and this week probably and into next week, now is the time to to do everything that it can, football in Australia, on all levels, to do everything that it can on, on whatever way that it can do so to capitalise on what they've got out of the Socceroos how the Socceroos have garnered the support of Australian football fans and non-football fans, how they've done that at the World Cup level. You can't replicate that over and over and over again on all different levels, but you can certainly capitalise on it. And, of course, we've got the Women's World Cup coming up as well, so there's another shot in the arm. So if this is the time to put all the, all the problems on the table, then do so. If it's just the time to say, you know what, We've just, we've just, pardon the pun, kicked some serious goals here. How do we capitalise them? Let's do that as well. Uh, Paul from Terrigal. Go for it, Paul. Yeah, look, there's only two people that can give you an answer to your question, mate. That's Craig Foster and Andy Harper. <laughs> Fozzie. Well, I should get them both on. <laughs> should get them both on and have the answer to it. I mean, okay, thank you. I'll, I'll do that. Good on you, Paul. Uh, is that where we need to go? We go to Fozzie and we go to Andy Harper and get the results out of that. How do we capitalise? We're running out of time. We need to pay some bills.